Learning and Development for Carers, a Kinship Carers Victoria podcast. This podcast is part of a series on kinship carer self-care and well-being. It was recorded and produced on Jara Country, the land of the Jaja Wurrung people, and we extend our ongoing respect to all Kulin Nation peoples, the traditional custodians of these lands, and pay respect to the elders both present and past, and to the deep knowledge of the land that is embedded with the Indigenous communities. I was struggling with the school, I was struggling at kinder, I was struggling in childcare, I was struggling all the way through. And so I identified that I needed to do something to make his life better. The role of kinship carer is complex, varied and challenging, especially when someone is thrust into the role for the first time. Gaining the skill set and knowledge required to fulfil the role and look after the young people in their care can seem like a daunting task, especially when those young people have learning issues and have suffered trauma. Director of Kinship Carers Victoria, Anne McLeish, explains the importance of learning and development for kinship carers. I would just like to open the podcast by talking about the value of engaging in learning and training activities in general. Each of us, no matter what we're doing in life, needs to open up our lives to new ideas. And if we deny ourselves the opportunity to learn new skills, to learn new attitudes and to gather new knowledge, then we're, in in fact, I think, shortening the richness of our lives. I think that it's particularly important for kinship carers that they engage in new learning activities. I say that because the challenges of their role are enormous. They're so enormous that I don't know how half of them actually do what they do. The miracles they perform continually surprise me. One of the ways that they perform such miracles is that they do open themselves up to new ideas. They are prepared to learn. They are prepared to adjust. They are prepared to understand that many of the children in their care are deeply troubled and need a particular type of parenting that they may not be used to. They may not have confronted the sorts of problems that they're confronting now with their grandchildren in particular. Given those understandings, the department has funded a very extensive learning and development program for kinship, foster and permanent carers. There is money available to develop the sorts of training programs that the carers themselves want to attend. There's no limit to our thinking about what we can train, what we can provide. We can provide activities that allow them to have half a day's wellbeing seminars and pampering. We can provide training about um, new and better ways of parenting children who are dealing with trauma. We can provide information about their personal skill development. If any of them wanted to do a course that would just build their personal confidence and abilities, then we're the group that try and assist them to do that. So I'm using this opportunity to encourage kinship carers in particular to think about engaging in a learning and development activity. There are going to be more activities available right in their neighbourhood. We're working hard to make sure that this happens. So there's no barrier to them attending an activity. Um, the, The only barrier is in fact their reluctance to engage. They must engage not only because I think that they will 
expose themselves to an opportunity to increase their skills, attitudes and knowledge. But in many ways, even more importantly, if they did travel and trot along to a, to a local training activity, they opened themselves up to a great deal of fun and friendship. We spoke with one Victorian carer, her name is not published for privacy reasons, who shared details of her personal carer circumstances. She also told us about the types of things she realised she needed to learn and the support she sought out once she became a kinship carer. I currently have my grandson who is 11. He came into my care after he was born when his mum couldn't continue to care for him, she couldn't parent him and DFFH approached us whether we would be able to parent him. So that's the journey that we've been on. It's been a roller coaster ride. Um, we have lots of ups and downs and yeah, it's um, an amazing experience actually, but it's navigating the DFFH system, the education system, the supports, the NDIS. Um, if your caring role was purely just about caring for the child, it would be an easy road, but it's the complications of all the systems in place as well. Someone told me about Carer Cafe, and so then I started looking at what they had to offer, and I've done tuning into kids. I've done caring for complex kids. I've done working with aggression with Richard Rose, building resilience, not just in children, but myself. I've done um, a lot of self-care, looking after myself, and also making sure that it flows on to the children in my care as well. Um, I did the Centre of Excellence, um, working with NDIS, supporting families at risk. I've done the Australian Childhood Foundation Advanced Carer, and enhanced carer training. I've done emotional intelligence, coaching and anger. I've, I've even done some healing cultural sessions, cyber safety. I found that really interesting because today you have to know how things work and able to keep someone safe online. I um, did a lot of information on trauma, trauma in, in children and then disability specific training when like ASD, FAST, the foundations in fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and anything that I felt that could help me to then help the child in my care. Adam Lyons is Managing Director of Lancaster Consulting, who have been providing specialised support services and training for kinship and foster carers for well over a decade. Adam describes the program they run through Carer Cafe and the workshops and training they provide for carers. We're a small but mighty team um, here at Lancaster Consulting Australia and we spend most of our time providing clinical and coordination services for people with disabilities and their support teams. Uh, but also uh, we have the opportunity to deliver learning and development for a range of groups, including kinship and foster care um, across a range of different topics. So our team's made up of a broad range of people, um, social workers, occupational therapists, psychologists, teachers, 
and those that have um, significant experience in the disability and other support areas. So we've been uh, part of the Care Cafe um, training program since its inception back in, oh, I think probably 2017. We provide a range of different training uh, and uh, topics depending on the need. So over the years, we've provided uh, topics such as understanding behavior for different aged uh, kids. So where we unpack the whys and the what's of behavioral concerns uh, that may present for, for young people. Uh, we also have provided training around navigating supports that are available to young people and the support systems uh, in circumstances like uh, navigating around the NDIS and the National Disability Insurance Scheme or Medicare uh, provided services, because uh, that can often be a little bit of a, a minefield. Uh, we've also provided training around um, specific conditions like autism and other neurodivergent conditions and broad uh, sessions on understanding the impact of disability broadly on individuals. I think the kinship carers uh, often have so many systems and structures to navigate that uh, other parents may not ne uh, necessarily have. So they have to understand the legalities of their caring role. They have to understand their responsibilities for the young person that's in their care. And often the young person in their care has quite complex support needs and support systems around them. So that may involve kind of therapy-based uh, services, occupational therapists, speech pathologists, paediatricians. It might also involve uh, specialist uh, school settings or um, educational support uh, within the school settings. So knowing how to bring all of those supports together on a day-to-day -day basis and make it worthwhile and not overwhelming for the family unit, but also for the child is quite different to a lot of families in terms of what they have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that's also on top of that overlay of family complexity and circumstances uh, that impact on a wide variety of different ways. So I think there's a there's quite a lot of individual and systemic differences in the way in which uh, kinship carers have to navigate. So what makes a learning program effective and useful? Let's hear the perspectives of both program provider and carer. So I think the main thing is that it has to be engaging. Uh, no one finds it exciting to sit and listen to somebody being boring, even if the topic is something that's worthwhile for them. Uh, so our sessions uh, aim to be really engaging with lots of opportunities for group discussions, questions, activities. And really in this, in this space, we find the best options are about learning from each other. So we might come in with information or knowledge about a certain topic as presenters, uh, but we don't know how that applies to each individual sitting in that room. Uh, so we provide lots of opportunities for them to share information, activities that they can um, collaborate with each other, um, because there's often a lot of shared, uh, shared information, shared opportunities, shared experiences amongst the caring groups. And we also want to make sure that, uh, that people feel comfortable in the space. So our, question, uh, our, our sessions are quite casual uh, and relaxed. Uh, we laugh, we share stories and uh, as much as we can try to get to know a little bit about each other. 
I always find that when it's put into real life scenarios, um, instead of just having someone come and tell you all about how the brain works and what's going on, but actually using real life scenarios. One of the best workshops that I attended was someone who had a lived experience himself, right? I got so much out of that workshop because, and I use those strategies today all the time about building up um, self-esteem, um, confidence, and the shared experience and um, I find is so important because it enables you to reflect back on your own situation and just being with other people in the same situation, whether their child's younger or older, you can always learn off others and I find that really beneficial. The benefits carers gain from undergoing learning and development are enormous. These can range from finding out how to negotiate the web of systems, structures and services, to learning how to deal with different types of behaviours in children, to improving parenting skills. I think the key benefits are around stepping out of the day-to-day and having a little bit of a breathing space. And it also then provides that opportunity for um, carers to learn uh, different information, potentially pick up on some strategies that they may not have thought of or not been presented for, uh, presented with uh, previously. Uh, another key benefit is sharing that experience with people in similar situations to them. People are in the room have a high level of empathy and understanding about circumstances where in the general community they may not. And so being able to share that experience, share that space and connect Uh, with like-minded, lovely people uh, can be as beneficial as the information that's being provided. A couple of years ago, we had a a kinship carer who attended a couple of workshops with us uh, over a couple of months. And the first workshop they attended was about understanding behaviour and understanding the communicative value of behaviour. So when I saw them again, they spoke of taking some of that information back to uh, the school Uh, and explaining and discussing with the school around what the communicative value or the way in which that behaviour communicates a message for their child and their support. And they said that this was super helpful in developing uh, a kind of clear communication with the school and it led to collaboration and a range of strategies which meant that the child started attending more regularly and started to participate in group activities was a really big win for for all people involved. I've done online, I've done face-to-face, I've done small groups, I've, you know, gone to one where there's only three of us there and I always take something out of each, even if it's only reinforcing that I am doing the best that I can do to know that I'm on the right track, on the right road. I've been able to highlight the importance of really good communication and working with others, working with the schools, working with your disability support workers. And that has been the most important thing that I've gathered from attending workshops. I have learnt to to advocate as well and the child's feelings do matter and are the most important thing in the whole situation. It's about better educating yourself so that you 
can make it the best for the child. I would encourage other um, kinship carers to give it a go. Even if they only get one thing out of it, it can be life changing. It doesn't matter what your age is, I always believe you can always learn. And I think the benefits of being an older carer is you, you've got a lot of wise education there. And if you can get even a little bit of information to be able to make your life easier, I'd say go for it. Carers who have been uh, caring for a long period of time are the most invaluable uh, members because they share their experiences, they share the way of, that they've navigated the support systems, what's worked, what hasn't, and it can provide hope and and a, a bit of vision for those who might be stepping into kinship care roles for the first time. The real benefit of training opportunities and learning and development is to come together for people to be in the same space, feel connected to others that are in similar circumstances. Uh, coming together and being supported and feeling nurtured is a, is a wonderful experience for everybody. summarises why it is important for kinship carers to take up the many opportunities available for learning and development. We know that the best way that anybody learns, and carers are no exception to this, is through exchange of ideas with their peers. And that learning that builds on their own experiences and enhances their own basic knowledge and experience is the most powerful learning. And that's what we can guarantee that they get exposed to. In every training activity that we delivered, there is no right and wrong, and there are, are no, no people that haven't got some expertise. Everybody brings an expertise to the room and we share it. So I would, I would implore kinship carers to call the KCV office on 93722422 or to click onto the Carer Cafe website and see what programs are being made available to them. And very importantly, if they've got any ideas, let us know, please, and we will try to make sure that we deliver on their ideas. For more information about seminars and workshops available in your area, visit the Kinship Carers Victoria website, kinshipcarersvictoria.org, or call the office on 0499-969-234. This podcast was made possible by the generous support from the Department of Families, Fairness and Housing and the Carer Cafe.